What's up, everybody? World Football Talk back at it again for another episode. Here we are recording on Monday, May 1st. Happy May, everyone. And uh, currently watching Leicester City host Everton in a game that I thought was going to be a pretty big stalemate on the score sheet. I didn't think there was going to be a lot of goals scored, but currently sitting at a 2-2 game, 75th minute. I will keep you updated as I watch the game go on, but just to go over a couple um, big goal scorers in this game, Dominic Calvin-Lewin with a goal for Everton in the 15th minute. They get a PK. He slots it away. Not too short after, um, Sanuku with a goal assisted by Watt Vase in the 22nd minute. That makes it 1-1. And then the lo and behold, as we talked about it last podcast, he hasn't really been much to talk about this season. Jamie Vardy with a second consecutive goal for Leicester City. Puts him up 2-1. And then Alex Iwobi has to be that guy and... He makes it a 2-2 game. Beautiful finish onto the floor right past um, Leicester's Leicester's goalkeeper. And we're looking at a 2-2 game here right now. it's, it's, uh, It's an interesting game between these two teams battling on the brink of relegation right now. If this tie holds up, Everton will keep their place and Leicester City will also keep their place. So pretty interesting just to keep in mind. Uh, a very intense end of season matchups we have coming up, and it's going to be you know as as the day the days draw few and uh, few and through there you know we're we're going to see a lot of these uh, a lot of these games come down to meaningful events to see who will be relegated out of the Premier League and put into the Championship. Um, but uh, it's good stuff. It's it's a lot of good stuff. We had some really good games this weekend. Started off with a Crystal Palace 4-3 win over West Ham. Crystal Palace entered this game on uh, the tail end of a 2-0 loss away at Wolverhampton Wanderers. And then the week before, tying Everton 0-0. I had this game pegged out to be a... Very close game. I thought it was going to be like a 1-1 draw. It wound up being a little goal fest. It was a lot of fun to watch. West Ham also uh, battling on the brink of relegation right now. Currently sitting in 15th place. Only 4 points above Nottingham Forest in 18th. So it's a tough loss from them. West Ham had to take on Man City this week. Going to be another tough matchup for them. But I mean... Man, oh man, oh man! Um, Jordan Ayew with a goal. He he ties it, makes it a one-one game in the fifteenth minute. Wilfred Zaha with the goal um, makes it a two-one game. Jeffrey Schlupp with a with a goal in the thirtieth minute makes it a three-one game. So there was four goals in thirty minutes in this game. Just really good football from Crystal Palace. Really showing that. You know, they know how to score goals. They they can get on the stat sheet. And West Ham, I mean, they battle back, make it a 3-2 game in the 35th. So at, at halftime, there's already five goals in the first half. You, you know, you think this is just going to keep going and going. And uh, oh, 
What a shot. Oh! Oh! Pickford. Pickford comes out of his net in the 79th minute and tries to play a little tiki-taki soccer football. Jamie Vardy wound up stealing the ball, shoots it from uh, maybe like 30 yards out, 35 yards out, just misses the net. Oh, that would have been an intense ending. Oh, and possibly offsides, Jamie Vardy, but man, oh man, that would have been crazy. Entering uh, 80th minute right now with that game. But um, back to the Crystal Palace West Ham game. Um, Michael Antonio with a goal. 32nd, uh, f- uh, 35th minute, 3-2. So five goals in the first half. And then Eze scores in the 60th, uh, 66th minute, makes it a 4-2 game. Uh, Nafe Aguard in the 72nd minute makes it a 4-3 game. It was tight all the way until the end. If you woke up for that game, it was a 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time game. It was a tough one to wake up for, but man, oh man, was it a satisfying game to, to watch to for the conclusion. Very, very good. good. Good to see these teams moving forward. You know, like I said, West Ham with a tough Manchester City matchup. We'll get more into their predictions as we move forward. Also on Saturday, we had Brentford now... If you remember, I said Brentford taking on Nottingham Forest is going to be a tough matchup for them. Nottingham Forest coming off a win against Brighton, 3-1 win. Brentford coming off the tail end of a 2-0 win against Chelsea. But Nottingham, uh, total domination first half, almost all of second half as well. Danalo with a goal in the forty, uh, like 46th minute in the first half to end it. A little bit into extra time. It was a really good goal. And then uh, it wasn't until the 82nd minute. Ivan Tony with a direct free kick. Taking it past Kaylor Navas. Navas was playing electric throughout the whole game. The whole game he was playing electric. But uh, it, he snuck it in. A little, little near post sneak in for Ivan Tony. Gets onto the stat sheet. And I, I, I thought I, I think I said that I think he was going to score. And, you know, he comes out with a goal. Very solid. 1-1 game at that point. And then it wasn't until the 94th minute that Joshua De Silva scores a goal for Brentford to make this a 2-1 game. To give Brentford all three points. Uh, Brentford battling. Trying to get up into some Europe football right now. Currently sitting in ninth place. But only, uh, only four points behind... Ashton Villa, who are up currently sitting in Europa Conference qualification. So, you know, they're going to be battling the rest of the season trying to gain top seven premiership ending standings so they can play some Europe football. As of, uh, for Nottingham, you know, it's uh, it's a tough loss, especially taking a, a you know, letting up a goal that late in the second half. Currently sitting in 18th place, tied on points with Leicester City leads. Only down on goal differential, but it's going to be a fun ending. Um, especially we'll see after this Leicester game right now. Everton look like they're moving the ball well. Oh, Alex Wobey just, Alex Wobey just taking him. Taking him to the cleaners. Oh, and a little shot gets deflected for a corner. 
Everton, 83rd minute moving. They're moving the ball nice, man. Alex Wobey, you gotta, you know, you gotta trust him. He he definitely is a he's a, he's a chance creator, that's for sure. But a uh, great win for Brentford. Back onto the weekend. Also on the day we saw a rout. Brighton taking on Wolves. I thought Wolves stand up. They they stand tall. They have a good defensive game. I thought Jose Sa was going to just stop everything coming their way. They wound up losing this game 6-0. Wolves. Uh, Brighton played out of their mind. This this new One of these new kids, he has to basically take in Evan Ferguson's role since he's on it, unable with uh, injuries to play. But... Um, Dennis Undive, he has been playing, I mean, he, he gets a brace on the day. The, he gets a beautiful goal to open up the game, assisted by Donnie Welbeck. That was in the th- sixth minute of the game. And then he scores another goal late in the 66th minute. Beautiful chip, beautiful chip over H- Jose Sa. And, uh, Pascal Gross with a brace, Danny Welbeck with a brace, Julio, uh, Julio Insencio with a with a two assist game. Danny Welbeck with an assist as well as two goals. Stooping Young with an assist. I mean, Brighton right now have to take on Manchester United this upcoming week on Thursday. It should be a very intense game. I'll get later in, later in the episodes. I'll get into the predictions, but. Brighton, man, they're flying high after that loss against Nottingham. I mean, obviously it didn't sit well with them. They wanted to pummel Wolves, let them know where they're supposed to be at in the table. I mean, you look at Brighton, 52 points right now, could potentially finish for Europa League, Europa League conference ball. And, um, you know, Wolves, Wolves sitting pretty over Nottingham, over the 30-point people. They have 37 points. Wolves should be able to stay in the Premier League this year. And, uh, you know, for them, it should be an uh, interesting end of the season. I I know on the weekend they have uh, Aston Villa coming up. That's a tough, tough matchup. So, you know, we'll we'll wait for these midweek games to finish. And then we'll come back with some predictions for the upcoming weekend. But, uh, oh, oh, great save. Oh, Decore and Everson. Oh, what a, what a, what a hand glove save. 86 minute shot by, I don't know who shot it, but it was a beautiful shot to Corey. To Corey with a beautiful left foot shot and Everson just gets his hand mitt to it, pushes it out wide, keeps it a 2-2 game. But uh, Everton with a corner coming up. T- the Toffees. So sh- we'll see. Uh, you know, as we watch this, I'll, uh, I'll keep commentating. But uh, I'll also dive into uh, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> oh, beautiful corner. Gets played out. Oh, and they're keeping it alive. Ever- Everton keeping the ball alive. They've been doing that a lot this game. Sends a ball into the box. Great clear by Sunoco, but Iwobi, oh, Iwobi tries to play a little cheeky balls, Foss with the clearance, and they call a foul. 87th minute, 2-2 still, Lester needs a little break, and then looks like they're going to sub on some people, give them give a couple fresh legs, 
But on Sunday, to open up the, the day, Bournemouth taking on Leeds. A lot of people, a lot of people, things I was reading, oh, they thought Leeds, oh, where Leeds are battling right now. They, they need these points more than Bournemouth. Let me tell you, do not sleep on the cherries. I've been saying this week in and week out. Do not sleep on the cherries. Bournemouth with a 4-1 win over Leeds. Uh, Jefferson Lerma, two goals within four minutes. Uh, one coming in the 20th, one coming in the 24th. Beautiful. I mean, top quality, top tier goals. He's end of year, end of the year is his end of his contract. So it should be interesting, but uh, I'm pretty sure he has right now five goals in the Premier League for a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. So great to see from him. But then also in the first half, Patrick Bamford gets a golasso in the 32nd minute with a beautiful ball by Wilford Yonotu, the uh, Italian teenager. Guy's also been playing out of his mind. Hopefully he doesn't have to go to the championship, um, you know, unless unless it's a good thing. Unless going to the championship means you get to earn your spot in the Premier League. I know I say this a lot. I think it's very true. You have sometimes if you're not doing anything in the Premier League, if your defense is letting up too many goals, you're not supposed to be there. So this could be a good awakening call. If Leeds do get relegated, it could be a good awakening call that, all right, not only do we need to amp up the defense, but once we get our defense settled, once we understand, all right, we can't let up this amount of goals a game. We can't let up four goals a game. We can't rely on our offense to produce three, four goals a game. Defensively, we need to tighten up, and maybe they have to sign some people. I know it's a little tougher coming into championship if they do get relegated to sign these top players to to fit their defense, but they'll find they'll find some people. Leads if they don't if they stay in the prem, all hats off to them. But if they get relegated, uh, they they'll find people. They they'll they'll be a team. I, I think they're going to be a one down, one up type team. I think if they do get relegated, they'll be back up in the Premier League. Same goes for Nottingham. Same goes for Everton, Southampton. I don't know. They could be chilling in the Championship for a couple seasons. We'll see. But huge win by Bournemouth keeps them in 13th place, sitting nine points above. In the 18th place. Looks like they're going to be staying in the Premier League. And also on Sunday, City. This killed me. Because for all those who know, you know, I like to I like to put a couple wagers on a couple picks that I talk about on the podcast. And I had Brentford winning, which was what an ending. I thought, alright, that was probably one of the hardest ones I had to hit. One of the hardest legs I had to hit. What a comeback. I needed Newcastle to win by two, which they do. I'll get I'll get into their game a little later. I needed Mo Salah to score against Tottenham. He scores plus a hundred odds. And um, then I needed City to beat Fulham by two goals. And they only win this game 2-1. Ruin the whole parlay. But great win from City. Holland ties the record between Cole and and Scherer, 34 goals in a season. Um, he ties that now with, I think he has, who knows, um, 
six games left. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to break the record. Uh, he scores a PK. Alvarez gets taken out. It was a little, you know, it was a little soft, but definitely a foul. And uh, Holland takes the PK, scores in the third minute. Vinicius with a beautiful goal. Goes right past Ederson, who didn't even move the ball. Gets assisted by Harry Wilson. And then Julian Alvarez, 36 minute, puts a beautiful goal to win the game in the 36 minute, assisted by Mares. I mean, you know, it was a it was a hard fought battle by Fulham. Unfortunately, Tim Ream will be out for the remainder of the season with a broken arm. He might be out for all of Gold Cup, which for United States men's national team perspective is not a good it's not ideal. We we want Tim Ream even though of his age, yes, it's good it's good now we can maybe get a couple defenders who are younger, get them more adjusted. Come 2026, who knows if Tim Ream is going to be our starting center back. But he is a beast. And he's such a characteristic guy. He, in my opinion, the best American in the Premier League this year. And he just, it's sad. It's sad to see. Breaks his arm. Uh, exits the game pretty early on can't really put a big stamp onto this game and uh yeah man city come out of this game 2-1 with a uh a, a, an e- not an easy but a, a decent matchup in their eyes against west ham i think uh i think they're gonna do some damage to west ham we'll we'll get into west ham's game um that happened over the weekend but did West Ham play over the weekend? Uh, yes, they lost to Palace. So we already got into West Ham's game. Uh, they're going to have a tough matchup against the City squad, especially City being home. I don't I don't think... Uh, they will definitely not get points. I don't think it ends in a draw. But we'll see. As of right now, 2-2. Leicester City, Everton heading into the 94th minute. Only four minutes added. On to extra time, and uh, ref blows the whistle, ends the game, and it ends 2-2. Uh, not the, definitely not what Everton was looking for. A win would have put them out of relegation zone, and even for Leicester, I mean, it would have put them two points ahead of relegation. So, definitely disappointing for both sides, Son Deitch clapping to the fans, and uh, 2-2 final. I, I, I definitely thought it was going to be a draw. I said 0-0, but it ends 2-2. Just, um, you know, didn't uh, didn't think that these teams could put away the goals that they put away. But they had some really good goals. Uh, shout out Jamie. Jamie Vardy. Beast. Absolute beast. <clears throat> also on Sunday, Manchester United hosted Ashton Villa. Very tight, contested game. Villa wanted this. You could tell they wanted it bad. United, yeah, there was a lot of opportunities. United could have gone ahead, and they just couldn't put the ball away. Very good game from United, I will say. Hold a clean sheet. De Gea, most clean sheets in the league right now. 
what a stat that is to have. I, I, I love that stat. Like, I absolutely love defensive wins. Now, you know, it, I obviously want the reciprocation with the offense, with the offense being our proprietor of our goals. And, you know, I want Rashford to be scoring in the realm of Ollie Watkins, in the realm of Holland. But when it's not possible, when he's not in form, not that he's not in form, but he's really, he's kind of lost it. Uh, our defense wins championships. They win. They win big, big time games. Dave, David De Gea right now leading the league, fifteen shutouts. Victor Lindelof with a goal line clearance in this game. The defense just plays amazing when I. Th- the defense plays amazing when it's Luke Shaw, when it's. You know, maybe not Malasia, but he he did have a good game. Uh, Diego Dalla and um, Luke Shaw. I mean, that defense, if we had Martinez, if he was healthy, obviously Martinez and Varane in the lineup. But man, oh man, Victor Lindelof, Manchester United's end-of-season hero. He just, he's been putting his stamp on the games, scores the game-winning, well, the semi-final ending goal in PK shootout against Brighton has a really good game here defensively deflecting balls and he uh he helps them get this uh shutout win very good to see Ashton Villa a little disappointing I think if you're a Villa fan if you you know bet on them if you're supporting them for the end of the season very disappointing not to get onto the score sheet but United at home they consistently pull off big wins this is a huge win i think so they uh they stay they stay at fourth manchester united with 63 liverpool making headway only seven points behind i'll get into their game in a little bit first we're going to do the newcastle southampton game what a game this was as well i thought uh i thought newcastle was in the ruts, like I said, I had money on this, on them and City, whatever. City couldn't pull it off. But amazing that Newcastle come back. Down 1-0, Stuart Armstrong scores in the 41st minute to end the half. And then it was all Newcastle. Uh, a goal coming from Calvin Wilson in the 54th minute. He gets another one, but they call it off sides. But then they get an own goal by Theo Wolcott. And then uh, Calvin Wilson coming in the 81st minute scores, makes it a 3-1 game. Uh, one of his goals assisted by Alexander Isaac. What a season he's having. Possibly, possibly most informed player. I mean, between Calvin Wilson and Alexander Isaac, might be two of the most informed players right now in the Premier League. They've really just been having a really, really good span of a couple games where they've been scoring nonstop, assisting nonstop. We talked about the Isaac assist the other day. Th- the form they're in is just unbelievable. It's just amazing to see. And uh, maybe you could throw in Diego Jota. You know, he he's definitely up there. Mo Salah, maybe a little bit. But what a wow! What a what a what a game it was. Um, good win, good win by Newcastle. Definitely even more putting their staple notes on the fact that they're going to be in 
Champions League. They're going to be in Champions League next year, man. And which is fun for them because they need... I think them making Champions League just adds even more persona to the the club. Uh, A club that was relegated a couple years ago, back in the Prem, now in Champions League ball... They're gonna sign. They're gonna sign some big targets this offseason, and they they're gonna be dangerous. Everyone's gonna be very scared of Newcastle. I'm telling you. If you don't know them now, you know maybe we'll do like a little history lesson of Newcastle and uh, really show you everything that they've become. But really, really good game from them. And then we ended Sunday with. Um, we ended Sunday with a Liverpool hosting Tottenham game. Game ends 4-3. I'll give you the ending. It was 4-3. It was an incredible game. Liverpool are up 3-0. 3-0 in the by the 15th minute. Um, goals coming from Curtis Jones, Luis Diaz, Mo Salah with a PK. And then uh, Harry Kane. Harry Kane comes into the mix. One of the he's also very informed. I guess you could throw him in there as well. In the uh, Alexander Isaac, Calman Wilson, Diego Jota, Mo Salah debate right now. Holland, uh, he he's definitely up there. So you know he scores a goal in the 40th minute. Really good pass by Ivan Perisic, and you know three one game. I mean Ryan Manson's Tottenham is they think they're in it. I mean you know. Liverpool's a little, you know, lost a lot of their edge defensively. We know they let up goals. They can't really hold on to clean sheets except when they played United. But here nor there enters the second half. Hume Ming Song with a beautiful goal by assisted by Christian Romero in the 77th minute. And then they sub on due to a... A head injury by Skip Oliver Skip, who got studs up into the face by Diego Diego Jota. No, I think he got a yellow card. No red card though. It looked a little cynical to me, if you ask. And uh, but he gets scubbed, subbed off. Skip gets subbed off. Richarlison comes on. Hasn't scored since they signed him. And in the 93rd minute, hits a header and bounce hits it to the floor. Bounces loops over. Allison and goes into the net in the 93rd minute. It's a 3-3 game. And everyone, you know, I thought that the game was over. I was like, this is it. I think it was like 95 minutes was max. This is it. They, you know, this is a what a what a way to pull out another tie. Like the tie they pulled off of Manchester United. They're gonna do it again to Liverpool. But in the meantime, they also subbed on Lucas Mora. And in the 94th minute, Lucas Moore gives Diego Jota on a plate the game-winning goal. And he just tries to make a pass to his defense. Diego Jota just steals the ball, takes it into the box, finishes it, puts it in the corner, and uh, you know beats Forrester and Diego Jota with the game-winning goal. Jurgen Klopp with the hamstring injury because he's celebrating. I mean, Liverpool, they they love injuries, man. Everyone on this team is injured. <laughs> they don't... Uh, even the coach is getting in on the game. He he, he definitely pulled the hamstring. He, you know, you see him, he starts sprinting, and next thing you know, he's grabbing the back of his leg. So, definitely, uh, definitely 
tough loss by Tottenham to to take this on and uh but really good win by Liverpool um this upcoming week they could possibly make it five games in a row uh win streak they're taking on Fulham one of the most informed teams right now Liverpool they uh they've just been winning winning everywhere they go and you know other than their away record that in the beginning of the season due to injuries whatever whatever they didn't really have the depth on the bench to win a lot of these tight games so back they're looking good now i mean they're back in fifth they're uh they're only seven points behind manchester united so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun ending of the season i obviously me ryan de lorenzo i hope united stay in fourth if not finish third but I'm a realist. It's very possible that Liverpool can win a lot of clutch games and it might be possible that United drop games. So I hope we don't give them that opportunity and we can just go full throttle into the Champions League next year. But we'll see. Uh, It wouldn't be the first time United has waited till the last weekend of games to decide whether they wanted to finish top four or not. And the one year that they didn't, they, uh, I think they lost to West Ham and they missed out on champions league. So, you know, well, all things moving forward. I hope they make it in Liverpool on a tear though, right now. And, uh, it doesn't look like anyone's going to stop them anytime soon. So that's it from the weekend. Some really good games. Uh, Holland, 50 goals, all competition. Ties 34 goals in the Premier League record. Uh, also in pretty pretty huge news, especially if you're a United fan or any, like if you're a Premier League fan, Shaki Jasmin, um, one of the sons of the former ambassador, I believe of, maybe it's Qatar. And he bid. So you know, Manchester United's been having um, the Glazers. They're trying to sell the club. They don't know if they want to sell it. I think they're just trying to get like the best, uh, like best number, best buyout number that they can. But uh, Josh Mean bids three point six point three billion dollars for one hundred percent equity over Manchester United. This is huge. Manchester United right now in like. I think they're in $760 million of debt right now. Could possibly bail them out of debt. Could help them invest further into the season um, and future seasons for players during transfer market. It's going to be weird. I mean, I uh, I have a lot of different indifferent takes on Manchester City's ownership and what they've done as owners. Not saying that you know, just because they're Arabic or, you know, not, Mansour is not from the same area, but, you know, there's a lot of regulations that goes on, and I don't, I I don't want United to be behind one of these huge conspiracy, possibly title-removing court hearings, this is, you don't want to hear that, You, you don't want to be a part of that, uh, PSG dealing it with it too, Barcelona dealing with it too. 
you know, the Glazers, as bad as they are, as much as they've, ne- you know, they didn't fund previous coaches, pre- previous years to buy some players to really improve the squad. They make smart business deals so the club stays afloat. And, you know, eventually we have some a couple good years. But you, you bring in these foreign people to buy the team. Also, the Glazers were foreign. But I don't know. As long as, like, it's not all inconspicuous, as long as we're not paying this guy's brothers for advertisements onto the team that aren't accurate advertisement payments that lead to us spending more money than we actually should be able to, aka what Manchester City did, uh, it's fine, it's fine, Um, but 6.3 is, uh, I think it's the largest amount any team in sports history would be bought for, I'm almost positive the second most expensive team that was bought in recent days was the Denver Broncos um, NFL team. Uh, Someone has to quote me on that, uh, fact check me, but I'm almost positive. So I don't know. I I, want to believe that, you know, good intentions are there. From what I was reading, he's a huge, he's always been a big Manchester United fan, so... This is good stuff. Uh, $6.3 billion evaluation. Come on. Sell the, sell the squad. At least sell partial partial ownership to this guy. And uh, let's just get some more ears in the room. Some more opinions on who, who should be bought, who shouldn't be bought. I mean, you look at McGuire. Was he worth it? To sign Pogba to bring him back. Was he worth it? To sign Romu Lukaku, Slatan Ibrahimovic, was it worth it at the time? Or should we have invested our money into younger prospects to help the the current situation that we're in right now where we don't have a true number nine? You know, they bought the all these number nines, number nines, number nines. They were in and out within two years. So, you know, maybe it will be better to have more people's opinions deciding the future of this club. But other than that, not a lot of news going on. But tomorrow, Tuesday, May 2nd, we have uh, some more EPL to end the game week. We have Arsenal taking on Chelsea. Arsenal's home. I have a feeling, uh, I, th- I think, you know, even Arsenal losing to Manchester City the way that they did, I still think that they uh, they take this. I think they're going to take this game. They they should take this game. I think they're going to win 3-1. Chelsea just such so in the dumps right now. Don't even really even know who their coach is. Frank Lampard, yes, is the technically the interim, but they're trying to sign Pochettino. So there's a lot of combative differences going on throughout this organization where who, who knows where's up and where's down. I don't think Chelsea can go on the road to a, a, a local London squad's stadium and, and take care of business. I think Arsenal take care of business. I think Saka has a good game. Gabriel Martinelli probably gets on the score sheet. I would love a Tressard goal. That would be a really good goal. Um, and, uh, you know, defensively, I know they're struggling without Saliba, but 
I don't think uh, they need to worry too much as much as they had to with Manchester City. So I think it's a 3-1 win for Arsenal. Keeps them in second place. Well, actually, the win would put them above Manchester City for the time being with uh, 78 points. And um, for the case of Chelsea, you know, Chelsea still... They're only nine points above relegation zone. I don't want to say that they're going to drop to the championship, but only being nine points above, Bournemouth could go above them. Wolves could go above them. You know, uh, I think they fall into the line of like kind of West Ham, Leicester, Leeds, Nottingham. So it's going to be tight to the end. I, I hope. I hope for their sake it does not happen. But. Man oh man, would that ha- would that be a crazy end to the season? And uh, other than the Arsenal Chelsea game, and LAFC taking on Philadelphia Union for the Concacaf Champions League second leg semi final, tied right now, aggregate one to one. I think they still do the goal differential, so technically LAFC's up. They're gonna go through if this game ends in a tie. I don't have any predictions. Should be a good game. Watch it if you want to. It's a Tuesday night. Give it a go. You know, we got basketball, hockey on. Put on a little CONCACAF Champions League while you're at it. Should be a late game as well. So, should be a good game. Um, But other than Tuesday, that's about it. Wednesday, Liverpool hosting Fulham. We just saw this Liverpool squad take care of business against Tottenham. Looked a little scary at one point. They pull away with a dub. Fulham hold City to a 2-1 win. Could have been a lot more. But, you know, Leno, um, Tim Ream gets hurt, but he played a good game. Uh, Anton Robinson played a good game. Pereira gets hurt, but the rest of their midfield has a good game. Vinicius with a goal. Harry Wilson with a good game. This is a, it's a tough matchup. Willian maybe might be healthy. Um, I, I, I think even though... Fulham had a really good outing away at Manchester City. I think Liverpool are going to just keep riding this wave of wins that they're on. And I don't think they drop a point. I think Liverpool are going to win this game 3-1. to one. They just enter games so quick. Like, they win the halftime money line for Liverpool. It's always... If it's anything plus, it's enticing. And... It's very possible they end they enter the second half in this game up by a goal, maybe two, and then maybe Fulham finds the back of the net, and then they find one late. But uh, for Liverpool, I mean, if Diego Jota gets the game, if he gets the start, look at his odds. He might have some really good odds to score against them, and he's been on a heater. He's been on a heater. So keep your Keep your eyes glued to that. At the same time, Manchester City taking on West Ham. A game that I think goes into City's favor. I think they win this game 4-1. to one, Take care of business at home. As per usual, West Ham, David Moyes on the brink of relegation. It's just not going to be enough. But, but, I mean, if we have Arsenal beat Chelsea and then Arsenal go into first place, and with uh, 78 points, and then somehow, some way, West Ham pull out a, a tie, and then Manchester City are sitting at 77 points with a game at hand. Oh, it's going to be an interesting 
Championship Saturday. I'll just say that. So, it should be a 4-1 game for Manchester City. But who knows? West Ham might... uh, West Ham might have a couple tricks up their sleeves. Antonio might have a good game. Um, Poqueta, Poqueta might have a good game. And they really need it. I mean, only being four points above relegation zone is... It's not It's not a pretty thing. So, hopefully they can uh, maybe pull out a little, little 1-1 um, draw. I doubt it, but it's possible. And then we end this uh, Premier League midweek matches with a Brighton hosting Manchester United. Now this is a game Brighton coming off a 6-0 win against Wolves. And United coming off a 1-0 win against Ashton Villa. I think it's going to be another draw. What uh, Brighton beat them earlier in the season. They tied in the FA Cup. United go on on PKs. And I just think, uh, you know, I think I think United score in the first half, maybe lead in the first half. But Brighton, man, they're just too good all over the pitch. I mean, Sally March, Incenso, uh, Stupignang, Mitomo when he when he's ready and healthy. Uh, if Ever Ferguson's in, you know, that's good. If not, this new guy Undive, really good. Uh, they have a good, really good squad. It's it's tough to break them down. They play very intricate passing, moving. So I think it's going to be a two-two finish. Um, they each get a point. Not not as great for United um, as Brighton might take it, but United need wins because they just need to staple themselves into this top four before Liverpool start. Making too many close steps. So I think United need to win more than Brighton. I think they're just going to come up a little short. short, Especially on the road. So, But uh, other than that. Not much else going on this week. You know we'll keep you updated. As we move forward uh, this weekend. We have some really good matchups. In the uh, Bundesliga. In the MLS. Serie A, La Liga, Premier League, Championship. Um, On Monday, the Championship's last match day occurs. So we'll be very ready to cover these uh, playoff games to see who is the third team that is going to qualify for Premier League. So stay tuned. Stay eager. Stay curious. World Football Talk. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Um, thank you very much. I'll, t- I'll I'll see you guys. Peace.